welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Well, we are just doing a short two-part series here with Seek Week, and uh, if you missed uh, any of the nights of Seek Week, you need to get them. We sent them out via email, but I couldn't encourage you enough uh, to watch on the baptism in the Holy Spirit on Monday night. I thought Tim Enlow did an incredible job. Um, we preached on healing Tuesday night. Uh, we preached about the next generation and the baton handoff on Wednesday. Pastor Kirk, of course, had preached on evangelism, which is kind of like his sweet spot. I mean, just put him in front of people that need Jesus, and the man is like, go, go 100 miles an hour. And, and so the whole week was incredible. All the sermons are there online, and you want to get that. And of course, week one, we started with uh, love the Lord your God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. We said everything starts there. That's the first commandment. And we talked about in the text that someone asked him, what's the, how do you, what's the greatest commandment? And he said that, and he said the second one's like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. He said, so we said week one was gonna be about loving God, and then week two is loving neighbor as yourself. And that's why I love with Seek Week that we started with week one sermon and then went right into the church services. And then Friday night, we had street teams. And then Saturday, we had Serve Your City. So I, I, I love the way that it did this, that it went from the first commandment to the second commandment. And so I'm gonna look today at the second commandment, okay? To love your neighbor as yourself. And I, I just wanna say this, that um, the first part makes sense. The first part of this uh, greatest commandment, which is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, okay? Remember I said with the cross, that goes this way, and then the second part goes this way. The first part goes up to God. Like the first part makes total sense that we should love God. If he's our God and we're serving him and loving him, we should love him with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength. It, it absolutely makes sense sense. But the second part of this commandment doesn't make sense for a lot of us. It doesn't make sense. And, and love your neighbor as yourself. You're like, well, yeah, it does. It's right there. It makes sense. No, I, I, it, it really doesn't make sense to us. It doesn't. Here's, what I, here's how I can prove it to you. Have you ever heard anybody just say like, hey, man, I'm really stressed lately. I, I just need to love my neighbor time. I need to little love my neighbor. No, you know what you hear him say? I'm really stressed. I need a little me time. I need a little me time. You know, I need a little, me. they don't say, I, you know what, I'm really, I just need a little love my neighbor time. And it doesn't make sense, just God had to tell them over and over and over again, you need to love your neighbor. You think that, like, if it made sense, he wouldn't have to tell us over and over again. And I can't even read all the places in the Bible where he says it, but even what Jesus is basing what he, he's saying here on is from Leviticus 19, 18, he says, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Okay, that's in Leviticus. And then, of course, Jesus in the Good Samaritan story, like, who's my neighbor? And he, and he says, okay, he tells the story, who the neighbor is. In John 13, 35, he says, you gotta love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The early church in James, he says, if one of you says to them, like, he's talking about people in need, and you say, go in peace, keep warm and well-fed, but you do nothing about their physical need, 
What good is it? Come on, love your neighbor, take care of them, give them a coat, give them some food. Come on, do you, do you see it's all throughout the Bible. If it made sense, it would just be hardly there. It's, there's more. 1 John 4:20. whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they, whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. You know, so he's like, love, 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 love. You gotta love. You gotta love. He says it over and over and over again, and it's not natural to do the second part. Again, we, if, you, if I was to say this weekend, rough guess, rough guess, and I know probably there'll be 8,000 people to 9,000 people that'll come to worship and church on the weekend. They'll come to a service, okay? And we had a couple thousand go out to love our neighbor. Now, some of you are like, hey, I have kids, I have this, I have that, I have that. I, I get it, but you'll see, a lot of people are like, I'm gonna show up faithfully, I'm gonna be there for church, but when it comes to that loving the neighbor thing, can I just write a check? Is that okay, can I just write a check and send a check? Some people have asked me, can I just opt out of that one? You don't get to opt out of this one. They go together, they go together. And, and that's why the first one is there, because if you love God first, then the second one will flow out of that because you realize God loves you so much. God sent his son to die for you. God loves you so much that, that it just flows out of it. You're like, I'm so loved and, and, and God wants me to love him and he wants me to love my neighbor. So I'm gonna start living it out. If I get this right, I'll get this right. It's all over, there's more, there's more. Romans 13 says this, owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. For the commandments say you must not commit adultery, you must not murder, you must not steal, you must not covet. These and other such commandments are summed up in this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to others, so love fulfills the requirements of God's law. Paul's not done in Galatians 5.14. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Do you understand, like, he's writing all these different books to all these different churches and congregations. He's like, remember, love your neighbor as yourself. Hey, Galatians, love your neighbor as yourself. James is writing, hey guys, love your neighbor. Don't just say, I hope you're warm, give him a jacket. John, if you don't love your neighbor and you say you love God, do you really, do you, okay, so how many are convinced that it doesn't come natural to us? It really doesn't come natural to us. And, and when God started to share this with his people in Leviticus, he says, you know, I want you to love your neighbor, don't take revenge. He was saying to them, I want you to love anyone that you intera interact with. And they were saying, yep, all the Jewish people, all the people that love God, we're gonna be really nice to those people. And God's like, okay, be nice to the strangers too. Be nice to the four, like, do you see this? It, even as we try to obey this, it's like God has to say, please, do you understand? I want you to love everyone. I love them, I want you to love them. And Jesus is like, I'm gonna expand this even more and make it even more difficult. As difficult as this is, Jesus is like, I'm about to take it to another level and make it even more difficult, all right? He says this, I want you to love your enemies. In Matthew chapter five, verses 43 and 44, he says, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I tell you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. He's like, I'm taking it, do you understand? I'm taking this so big, so wide. I, I, I'm telling you to not only love the people that are in your in-group and not only love people that are in your out-group, 
Now I want you to love people that are on your enemy list. You have to love them. And he's saying, I want you, this does not come natural. How many know he's taking it higher, he's taking it wider, and without his help, there's no way we can live this one out. That's why it's so important to keep going back to, I gotta love you, God. I gotta love you, God. And as I love you more, it's gonna pour out of me. God, help me to love you more. And as I love you more, may it pour out to all these people. And it's like to every single person. Amy Carmichael, a missionary in India, she said this, we cannot set the standard too high for it's not ours to move about as we will. It is our Lord's and he has set it high. Ours should be the love that asks not how little, but how much. How much? How much do I, like, how much can I love them? How much more can I do for them? How much more can I love them? We're going to love them. And the Bible gives us a, a small word, two letters, that tells us how we should do it. As. As. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Like, in the same way that you love yourself, love your neighbor. Like, give them the bigger piece of pie. You look like, I want that one, you know, give that, yeah. As you love, I give, prefer them, take care of them. Love them the same way you love yourself, with the same passion, with the same energy, with the same creativity. This is not natural. Again, the only thing that makes this possible is the fact that we are loved by God so much and that we wanna follow what he says and he tells us to do this. And when we do this, the world will take notice of it. The world, like the early church was known by this. The early church was like, look how much they love each other. The people would be like, look how much they love each other. The rest of us hate each other and they love each other. Look at how they're willing to die for each other and we wanna kill each other. If I could go back in COVID and do one thing different, one thing, if you said I could go back and do one thing, I wish we would have led a nationwide campaign that Christians would have volunteered in every hospital from the moment COVID broke out. We said, we will staff every hospital, we will be in everything, we will, we will go in and we will love, we're not afraid to die, we wanna go into this full steam ahead, we're, not, we're, gonna, we're gonna lay down our life. So many of us were like, it, we ran and hid, which everyone was told, like, go hide, go hide, go hide, you know, and do that. But I wish we could go back and say, like the early church, run into the face of the disease, run into this and say, you know what? We love you. We're willing to lay, we're, we love you. We'll do whatever. We'll love you. If people are running away from you, we're running right at you. But that's what the early church was known by. They were known by the broader community for their love and and with a sermon like this, and I love that we just did Serve Your City Day, but with a sermon like this, we almost need another Serve Your City Day next week. How many know what I'm talking about? All right? But can I just brag on it for just a moment? We were loving our neighbor as ourselves, and we had Serve Your City. I think they might have a few pictures that they might wanna show. Between Friday and Saturday, we had 2,262 people that did 96 different projects to love our neighbor as ourselves. 
all of our campuses. And it was important that we did this. It was important that we did this and had our blue shirts on. And it was as I was coming to uh, church and I, I, on Saturday, I was driving on Saturday and I was coming to church and I saw people with blue shirts on walked, walked towards the car. They had rakes and they were like, it's like, hi-ho, hi-ho. <laughs> you know, and I was like, cheered up. I was like, yeah, it was so good to see the blue shirts, you know. <laughs> they were out there serving. It was so important. Why? Because it was showing the, those wondering the bigness of the good going on. There's a lot of good going on week in, week out, but having all those blue shirts with serve your city uh, and, and loving our city just showed them, hey, what, what, what's going on? It caught the attention. And the second thing, for some of you, it jump-started the good that you could do. You're like, hey, we could do this. Hey, we could come back to Ronald McDonald House. Hey, we could come back to Freedom House. Hey, we could, and you, you, you got a, a jump-start on doing that good and loving your neighbor as yourself. Now, we're supposed to be good at this, so how are we gonna live this out? I wanna be so practical on this, so, so practical. Because here's something that I've noticed. The speed at which we live at, the size of our cities, the suburbs that many of us live in, and I love the suburbs, don't get me wrong, but the suburbs we live in cause a lot of issues. And then our garage door openers uh, make loving our neighbors very hard. Let me go through these real quick. The speed, we go so fast we almost are so busy in life that we don't stop to love our neighbor. I mean, you say, well, I don't want to stop on the freeway and help somebody. I don't know who they are. And I, I don't know. Okay, but even going down your street, how many of you are so busy, you're even going down your street with literally neighbors that live by you and you don't even stop to help? You see something, you don't even stop. You're just like, sorry, so busy, so busy. I, I, I marvel because Becca and I are, are so fast and so busy I, I think our neighbors think we're crazy. We pull into the driveway, we're wearing one thing, we run in, we're wearing something else, we're running off to another. Have you ever seen that quick change artist, those people that do that thing? Like, that's like our family. It's like, we throw glitter up in the air and now we're off to the beach, you know? And, and then glitter and then we're off to the banquet. You know, they're like, is church that busy, you know? Our speed keeps us from loving our neighbors. Our size of our city. Like, I just looked at this. Woodbury is 35 square miles. I mean, just the size of our cities makes it hard to love our neighbors, but we've got to do a better job with this. I mean, the Minneapolis Metro, Minneapolis-St. Paul Metro is 3.6 million people. Just because it's big, let's not let that keep us from loving our neighbors. Our suburbs, sometimes you can have so much pride in your suburb that you don't even wanna go over to another suburb, and I won't name, but I mean, sometimes like, oh, we don't go over there. That's, you know, that's not that one. You know, it was interesting. When Beck and I were looking for a house recently, which we did finally get one, um, people would say, come to our suburb or come to this. Don't go to that one. Don't go to that. And it was like a don't go, do go. Come to our, don't. You know, I was like, isn't that interesting? All these things make it difficult. The, the freeways, the highways have divided us and caused like this group to be separated from this group. And it makes us hard to love our neighbor. And lastly, our garage door openers. I mean, I call those the modern day drawbridge. You know, open, you know, pull in. Some of you stay in the car until the door shut. You don't even walk out the front door and get the mail. You're just like. And we've designed our homes and there's nothing wrong. But like we, we love our backyards, but not our front yards. And it's just, and then we're trying to figure out, we don't even know our neighbor's our neighbors are all around us. And, and the, remember, Jesus made it broad. He made it 
high. He made it wide. He said, love your neighbors and don't let these things become excuses for you not loving your neighbors. So you're gonna love your neighbors, love them all. And, and you can start with your family. If, if you can get it right there, some of you uh, like look at the people in your family and I'm not just talking about the people that live in your house, but your neighbors that are your family that you come in contact with. And some of you, I, 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 there's more prayer requests for family issues of family members that people don't like, don't love, are irritated with, are separated from. We've gotta get this right. We've gotta love our neighbor like we love ourselves. We've gotta love our church members. We have to love our church members. I love that we have multi-site, that we can reach people in different communities. I, somebody told me recently, they, like, they're like, oh, I love that we're multi-site because I can go to a different campus because I didn't like the other people. I was like, oh, no, go back to go. Don't collect $200. <laughs> go back, you know. We gotta love, do you know what? River Valley Church was not perfect before you joined it, and it's not perfect after you joined it, you know? We're gonna love everybody. We're gonna love our neighbors. And I, and I do notice that most of you start to sit in the same spots. Did you notice that? You sit in the same spots, but don't ever say, that's my spot, move. Don't ever do that. Just go back or front or row. Just... You gotta love your neighbors, and I love what G.K. Chesterton said about your real neighbors. He said, the Bible tells us to love our neighbors and also to love our enemies, probably because generally they are the same people, you know? <laughs> you gotta love them regardless of how their lawn looks or however many lawn ornaments they have, all right? You gotta love them, all right? You gotta love them regardless of the noise. Some of you live in an apartment, you're like, seriously? You gotta love them. Now, there's nothing wrong with like some Morse code, you know, quiet down, nothing wrong with that, okay? But you gotta love them. You gotta love them with their cars, their volume of their exhaust or the volume in the driveway. You know, you're like, you gotta love your neighbors. You gotta love them with their kids or their pets and you're loving your neighbor. We, we just got the new house and I turned on the sprinkler system and. You know, we were looking and all the kids in the neighborhood were running through the sprinkler system. I, had, I was like, well, well, I hadn't met them yet, so I just thought, if I go out and talk to them, they're probably gonna be scared, right? So I just let them run in the sprinkler. I thought, go ahead, have fun, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna love the, love the kids, love the, love the neighbor. You're gonna love them. And some of you say, see, that's why I have acreage. I have acreage and I get away from these people. Careful that large acreage doesn't produce a cold heart. Like, I have acreage to stay away. I don't have to love them. You know, it's okay to have acreage, but don't let it produce a cold heart. So we have to love our real neighbors. We have to love our church members. We have to love our family neighbors. And I, I wanna jump into some super controversy here. Um, maybe not for our congregation, but for the world at large right now. Um, we have to love our unborn neighbors as well. And uh, John Piper did a sermon in 2006 love your unborn neighbor. And he said, let's love those that have no voice. And uh, I just have to call this out because it just, I was on love your neighbor and I found that sermon by Piper from years ago, just Googling love your neighbor. And it convicted me so deeply and with what's been happening in our country, in our society right now, I just had to call this out and say this. Um, we're saying we wanna love our neighbor. We wanna love the unborn neighbor. 
And people say, if you're pro-life, prove it. And we said, okay, we will. And three weeks ago, we received an offering and gave away $100,000 to pro-life ministries. We're like, we put our money where our mouth is for adoption and for kids and all that. Yes. And then this last Tuesday, Senator Elizabeth Warren uh, attacked those of us that want to love our unborn neighbor. And she said, crisis pregnancy centers that are there to fool people looking for pregnancy termination help outnumber abortion clinics by three to one. We need to shut them down all around the country. So here we are. We're like, they're like, if you're pro-life, prove it. We're like, yeah, we want to care for our neighbor. We want to care for those that have no voice. We love those ones too as well. And we're going to prove it. We're going to put our money where our mouth is. And she's like, we want to shut you down. We're not even going to let you put your money where your mouth is and do that. That is just evil. I'm just saying it as it is. That is evil. We're going to care for the unborn neighbor that is all around us. We're going to care for the neighbor in our family. We're going to care for the neighbor in our church, our physical neighbors. We're going to care for our unborn neighbors. And Jesus expands it all the way to our fellow man. That means anyone. I mean, we can care at a greater distance. That's why I love that with Convoy of Hope and other things, do you realize we have the mechanism now to care and love our neighbor on other continents? We can gather up offerings and get it to them right away through Convoy of Hope and things like that. We can love our neighbor. I love that we can apply this like never before, but I want to give you some very, very, very practical application and then some homework. This sermon is like to be continued. Just like Seek Week started with love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Now you get homework for this and you can take it from here. But I wanna give you very practical application on how we can love our neighbor as ourselves. Number one, you can smile more. Smile more. Like this world is so angry that a smile says love right now. I mean, people almost wonder, like, what are you on? You know, like, Jesus, I'm on Jesus. I'm in Jesus. He's in me, okay. Um, you can ask people questions, and you can return questions. Okay, there's something we taught our boys to do that blows my mind. I'll walk into a store, they'll say, how are you doing today? And I'll say, I'm doing really good. How are you doing? And they're like, you just asked me how I'm doing. Like, wow, nobody has asked me. You're just returning the question. Do you realize you can love your neighbor by returning the question. It seems so simple that it seems like there's no way. I'm telling you, if you start asking people how they're doing and you stop for a moment and you return the question to them, they'll, it'll shock them. Like, I cannot believe you're doing this, that you would actually ask me that. And when you do that, then you can listen to them. You can do small acts of kindness. You can visit your neighbor. You can help with deliveries. You can drive them somewhere if they can't get there. You can mow their lawn. You know, mow their lawn, like, I, right now, my mower is still in storage, all right? Don't have our, and, and in our, where we're living in the townhome, and, and we go on this walk in the morning, and we walk, and there's one neighbor on that street, and, and, and their grass is getting to safari level. It's getting up there. And I'm just like, is there not a Christian neighbor in the, there's not, is there anybody that just got an extra hour and can bail that hay and, you know, like, you know, seriously. <laughs> And in the winter, shoveling, how many know shoveling or snow blowing? I'd come to church if you'd snow blow my driveway. I'm just saying, you know. Share a meal or share from your garden. Foster reconciliation between neighbors that are fighting. 
advocate for the injustice that's going on. Maybe one of your neighbors needs a little advocate, advocating. Um, one of our neighbors sent a letter out in the townhome that we're in right now, and um, it said, hey, our water thing broke, and we're having issues and all that. And I'm just like, my heart goes out. I want to advocate for our neighbor, for this person in the community. And you're, you're standing with him. We're like, I'll go with you. And it, it, sometimes that's not popular. But I'm going to love you by advocating with you for an injustice that's being done. Pray for them by name. How many know you can love your neighbor by praying for them by name? Who else does? I don't know. I'm going to pray for them by name. You're going to remember the holidays. How many know that, like, it's the loneliest time when it's holidays? And you're going to say, I welcome you in. I want you to be a part of this. Welcome. And, and you can be a part of our, I'm going to love you by welcoming you in on this holiday. You can pay for a need. How many know you could start a revival right now by paying for a tank of gas for somebody, you know? They'd be like, thank you, Jesus. They'll be thanking the Lord, you know? You can pay for a need and love your neighbor. Some of us have so much, and we can bless them. We can welcome immigrants and love our neighbor. God's bringing neighbors from all around the world. And can I just say thank you to all the people in our church that are working with Arrive Ministries. Um, I talked to somebody this last week, and the, I said, what do you do? And they said, oh, I, I, I hook up Wi-Fi for um, new immigrants coming to America. I said, what's that like? He said, it's an adventure. He said, they don't speak English, and I don't speak their language, and we're trying to use Google Translate, and I'm trying to set up Wi-Fi, and he goes, but it, I, I just want to welcome them. I want them to, to know that they're loved and that somebody cares. We, and then lastly, um, we can share the faith that's there. You say, well, I could do all those other things, but you also have to share your faith. And I wouldn't lead with that, but... I would include that. Augustine said this about loving your neighbors. He said, for you do not love him as yourself unless you try to draw him to that good which you are yourself pursuing. Speaking of Jesus. He said, if you really love him as yourself, you would bring him to Jesus or her to Jesus. You would try everything within your power to let them know the one that you love. So here's the homework. I want you to apply this. I want you to do it this week. This is really like serve day to be continued. You pick. Is it, is it mowing the lawn? Is it returning the question? Is it paying for something? You, there's a list. I want us to prove that this is right by the way this is right. And he said, if you show the world that you love one another, and not just your in-group, not just the out-group, but even the enemies list, if you love this way, they're going to see this as well. And I'm praying that our church will apply this and live this and and look for opportunities. You know that uh, Serve Your City was just a one-day jumpstart, but we have a whole page on our website where you can say, what, am I, what can I do? How can I apply this? How can I do this? Now, I know it's not natural, and it's so natural to do this, but I want it to be so natural. I'd love for people to say so much about River Valley that they'd miss us if we were gone. And I've shared this story before, but in the building that I'm standing in, in our Apple Valley campus, the city of Apple Valley didn't want to approve this building going off the tax rolls. They said, we're gonna fight it, we're not gonna do it. And I said, we got the zoo, we got Lebanon, we got all this, we got schools. We just don't wanna lose the tax dollars for the, the building. And so I was going to the city council meeting and when I went to the city council meeting, I was ready for a battle 
and they came out and they started out the city council meeting and they said, hey, we had a change of heart. They said, we're gonna approve River Valley for the tax exempt of the property there in Apple Valley. And they said, we just got to thinking. They do so much good. They love their neighbors. They've, they've helped people in need. And they just said, we've got to thinking, that's the type of church that we want in our community. And uh, so we're gonna approve that building being tax exempt uh, because you're doing so much good. They, they'd never been to this worship service, but they all observed this worship service. And this worship service allowed them to give us the tax exempt purpose for this worship service. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God first and love your neighbor as yourself and watch what God does to win this world to Jesus Christ. So Lord, help us as we go from church, from the church gathering, we're all gathered together. Help us as we go today to love our neighbor as ourselves. Help us to look for a practical way to apply it. It, it may not seem like it's moving mountains. It may not seem like it's making a huge difference, but I believe people's lives will be changed for eternity. Why? Because you told us to do it. You told us to do it. And if we do that, I believe you're gonna do something special, supernatural from that. And so God, as we love you with all of our heart, help us to love our neighbor as ourselves. And may they see those good deeds and glorify our Father which is in heaven and, and be drawn to the one that we love so much. And God, I do pray for that. I pray that we would truly do this. It wouldn't just be a sermon that we listen to, be a sermon we apply, and throughout this week, we look for opportunities to love our neighbor as ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.